You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Before we get into it today, a day here after the Bengals have won their first postseason game in 31 years. James, I have to make an apology to all of our audio listeners. As you may know, if you are one of the few that watches both on YouTube and listens to audio, we do something called a cold open on YouTube before we play our intro. And generally speaking, when games are woo-worthy, the woo goes before the intro on video. I then take that woo usually and put it into the audio. Last night in my mental fog after the Bengals won their first playoff game in 31 years, I made the mistake of not including the woo in the audio only version. Luckily, we have the technology. James. Yeah. Oh, we do. And it's all right. I get it. The the pressure got to be too much. He clipped it. The good news is we brought it back to life. So if you're watching on YouTube, you've already seen this, but it's worth it. And audio fans, here we go. If you're listening on audio, it is time for Jake Lisko. Woo! Let's go, baby. 31 years. Boom. That was a good one. It was a really good one. And I didn't know that you didn't put it on the audio, of course. When I saw that tweet, I found out when you tweeted it out to everybody. And I was like, oh, my God. So hopefully that uh, uh, all of the the one, you know, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or wherever, um, hopefully that was good enough. That's the genuine one. We didn't want to reenact it. It was like, all right, let's get this one. Let's bring it back. And uh, we brought it back to life. And yeah, Jake certainly wooed after the Bengals' first playoff win of my lifetime and first playoff win since, again, he was drinking Similac at the age of two. I still don't know what that is. To be clear, it wasn't pressure, as you keep insinuating, James. It was merely an act of forgetting. As I mentioned on Twitter, I was floating last night. Like the rest of you, time did not pass and things slipped my mind like the woo. We're going to talk injuries today, injuries piling up on the defensive line, and maybe an old face comes back to join the Bengals. Jesse Bates hinted at that, and that's a fun little story. Evan McPherson, though, in the Bengals playoff record book, I think we talked about one of them last night. We've got another one to talk about, and then we're going to talk a little bit about more about Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, how the offensive line played, what that means going forward, because Joe Burrow remains on the heater, man. He's still on the heater. Then we're going to get to Zach Taylor, the game ball video going around out there. He went out to the Mount Lookout, Mount Lookout Pub. Mount Lookout right? Tavern, MLT. And uh, the, the fun part about that, Jake, he said he he drove by, he drives by there every time he's going in and out to work. So he lives over in that area, which I think people knew. Anyways, I've been to MLTs a ton, all right? It's been a while now, but a ton. And so I, I think it's so damn cool. So he stood on the stage, for those of you that have been there. Well, we'll, we'll get with, to it, right? No, we, that's we, right. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk that's about... Right. I was getting the, excited, the Jake. Yeah. That's right. Thanks. I know. For, see, that was the pressure getting to me, not the mental fault, <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> that, that's, that's what we call a teaser in the business. We're going to talk the 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 Taylor stuff. He had a nice presser today 
on Sunday as well. But Evan McPherson, the other record that we didn't hit last night, James, Money, baby. was the playoff points record for the Bengals previously held by four different Bengals at 12. Evan McPherson had 14 points, four field goals, two extra points against the Raiders. So there is two records for Bengals rookie kicker Evan McPherson. Joe Burrow also officially ties the Bengals single game passing touchdowns mark at two, which is not something that I think will stand for much longer. And those are the big all time (laughs) single game records that the Bengals touched against the Raiders. Yeah, that's sad. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, two. Okay. What are we doing? Two. Yeah, yeah, hopefully he breaks it this coming week against whoever the hell they're playing. Um, but yeah, my boy Money, M- Money Evan, he's uh, he's killing it. Whatever the hell you want to call him, I don't care. Just keep that leg intact. That's right. We also have some injury updates to talk about. No real tangible news, but the Bengals' defensive interior in particular is getting to the point of decimation with injury. DJ Reader, BJ Hill, of course, still going. Both of those guys playing monumental snap loads, as well as Sam Hubbard against the Raiders. Sam Hubbard playing 71 out of the Bengals' 77 defensive snaps. He talked about it in his postgame presser. He didn't know what down it was at the end of the game. He was so tired. Uh, Didn't get a sub in the second half. BJ Hill on the defensive interior played 62 out of 77 defensive snaps. Cam Sample was playing defensive tackle all these guys doing whatever they could. And it sounds like the update on Ogunjobi is foot injury. We need to see how the severe it will be. We're going to find out more. I think Taylor said Tuesday was the idea, or maybe that was a concussion protocol for Trey Hendrickson. We'll find out more on Tuesday, whether he can get through that protocol. And uh, Josh Tupo has a chance to return. It sounds like Mike Daniels does not sound so good. Rennell Wren also day to day. So the Bengals' defensive interior, just very thin at this point. And they might need to go sign a guy. Maybe Jesse Bates is is doing some recruiting work. James, what did he have to say? I actually texted Jado Atkins today um, with, you know, us us being down with some of the D linemen. So um, I asked him if, if he wanted to maybe come play with them. So. <laughs> what did Gino say? Yeah. Has not texted me back yet, so uh, I, I've got to keep y'all updated on that. <laughs> Jesse, when did you text Gino? Was it this morning, last night? Yeah, I just texted him this morning after our meeting. So, okay. so it's uh, not surprising that he hasn't answered yet. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure Gino's uh, playing baby, uh, playing dad right now. So <laughs> I have to hit him up. I'm sure he still has his house here, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> My laugh at the end there. <laughs> How cool would it be? If Geno Atkins came back and he still has his house here, we don't have to worry about that. I don't know. Look, if Jesse Bates is thinking it, you're telling me the Bengals aren't going to have a little bit of a conversation? I don't know, man. I mean, he's an eight-time pro bowler. We know what Geno is. We're, we're all thinking it, right? They need an interior defensive lineman. Who's the last great interior defensive lineman that played for the Bengals last year? Oh, it's Geno Atkins. We, we have no idea what kind of shape Geno is in. We have no idea if he's ready to come play football. We haven't heard from him in a year, but it would be fun. It would be fun. If if he can come play 20 snaps and be, you know, a glimpse of former Gino if he's in shape, I, I think it would be a heck of a lot of fun. And, you know, again, we, we have no idea. Maybe it's not a serious idea. I'd say, you know, maybe unlikely 
<laughs> to yeah. some degree that it's a serious idea, but they do need some help. Uh, one way or another, whether it's Josh Chupo, Vernell Ren getting healthy or finding somebody available when pickings are slim in the playoffs, it looks like they're going to need to beef that unit up. Yeah, I, look, here's why I think Gino's out of the league, because I know there were teams interested in him. He just had a newborn last year. Had, went through hell last year injury-wise and everything that was going on trying to play through. And if it does, if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't match at 33, 34 years old, you just say, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm good. This could match. I think Jesse Bates mentioning, oh, he still has a house here. I think that matters. Like, I I don't know. So I, I think that there is a, a chance, but is he staying in shape? That's that's the big question. And, uh, you know, if he is, well, then maybe give uh, give him a call because he could certainly help him. I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I just I just don't think it's like a real thing. I would love for it to be a real thing. I just don't know if it is. Coming up next, James and Jonah Williams had a cool conversation about Jamar Chase and how he's special. We'll talk a little bit more about Jamar and Joe Burrow and the impact that they can have for the Cincinnati Bengals team as they look to continue their playoff run. That's coming up next. I know a lot of you right now are, are like crossing your fingers and toes like, I hope, I hope, I hope. Gino Atkins is still in shape and I hope the Bengals give him a call and I get it right. It would be such a cool story. Well, Gino, hopefully you've been listening to the locked on Bengals podcast because I've been talking about built bars for forever and you would know that you'd still be in shape right now. And hopefully you are if you were on the built bar plan because built bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. Perfect for Gino Atkins as he makes his NFL comeback and helps the Bengals in the postseason. You can get them right now, Gino, at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. But better yet, Gino, DM me, and I'll make sure that 15% is even much bigger because we're trying to get you back on the Bengals. Either way, though, uh, for all of our Locked on Bengals listeners out there, again, promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. You're going to get 15% off. You're going to save money, and you're going to get the pre- the best protein bar on the planet. So, Get on the Built Bar plan right now, and Gino, fingers and toes crossed that you have been on the Built Bar plan this whole time. Really would be helpful, man, especially if Trey, like Trey Hendrickson's the ones to watch. Yeah, because Aditi Kinkwabala had a great tweet about this. The Bengals' pressure rate when Trey Hendrickson was on the field against the Raiders, James, their pressure rate was forty-three and a half percent. When he left the game, and I, I know they had other injuries, it wasn't just Trey, but when he wasn't in the game, 9.1 pressure rate. That's a difference of, I, I can't even do the math. What is that? 20, I can't even Did do you say 32, 46%? 32% 41%. difference. Okay, 41 to, to 9. Yeah. I, no, that math is still wrong, but close enough. What, you get the idea. What was it, 46? It was 46? Well, 43. To... It, it's, it's 34. Okay. Yeah, 34. There you go. Man, yeah. where are you right now? Tired. <laughs> Jake is looping. <laughs> it's the middle of the day. It's not nighttime anymore. Anyways, um, no, I I think it goes without saying. Trey Hendrickson, I, I don't think built bars are, and this is probably the only thing built bars won't help with physically, is a concussion. So whatever he needs to try to get that. Because without him, I mean, Derek Carr had all time to throw. And you know what I don't want to give Ryan Tannehill or certainly – Josh Allen, a bunch of time. That yeah. sounds like a nightmare. So yeah. hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, and, and it's worth noting that 
it, it mattered, right? When he was playing the Raiders, I, I think Derek Carr, personally, I don't think he was processing very well, especially on third downs when Lou Anarumo was getting a little creative. And then once you start losing these guys, you can't get creative anymore. The, the Raiders offense, I thought, was very limited. They were attacking the linebackers, attacking the box defenders again. And I think Derek Carr missed some opportunities. And, and part of that is when you create pressure, you speed up the clock, they're not going to be able to process those weird things you're doing in the back half of your defense. It might leave a guy open. And so, you know, credit Lou Anarumo and this defense for getting the job done and, and for getting creative and slowing down Carr's processing time. Despite his stats, you know, he hit the throws he made like fairly well. He didn't do enough, obviously, but I think he missed some throws as a result of getting that early pressure in the game, getting that strip sack early in the game and, and throwing some different things at him on third down. So hopefully these guys get healthy. But if they don't, the, the good news is that Joe Burrow remains on a heater and Jamar Chase is special. And James, you talked to Jonah Williams about it, and, and it was a pretty cool conversation, I think. Sure, uh, you thought Jamar Chase was going to be good, naturally, fifth overall pick. Are you surprised at how good he's been as a rookie? I'm not surprised because I, I know how good he is and I watched him, uh, you know, in, in 2019 with LSU and then just seeing him in camp and seeing him just the, the type of player he is in practice. And I, I just I think he's he's just an, a phenomenal athlete. And it's, it's exciting as a as a lineman when, you, when you're protecting and then you see the ball go and you see Jamar get it. And I know if guys are like one step behind him and there's no one else, it's a touchdown because he's going to outrun everyone, you know. And even if there's a couple guys in front of him, he's going to make a miss. He's going to outrun him. He's going to run through a tackle. He's going to do something. Um, just his ability to make these big explosive plays has been huge for us in terms of being a, um, you know, an explosive offense that can put up a lot of points. Just knowing that any play – could turn into a 60 yard touchdown It kind of, you know, it can break the back of the other team and be very demoralizing. Um, so yeah, Jamar is incredible. And I knew that, but it's been awesome to see him prove it every week. Is there a one wow play, you know, maybe it was against the Vikings. It could have been in training camp, but has there been a play where you look, you're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. I think the craziest play the the Vikings one was exciting because that's, you know, it was kind of the exact reason I feel that we drafted him was to be able to take the top off the defense and, you know, just to do that. And that, that was the first time we've seen in games. That was exciting. But I think the the craziest play for me was against the Ravens. Um, that one where he broke two or three tackles and then just out, outran everyone. Um, I don't know if it was an 80-yard touchdown, but it, it felt like it. And, yeah, that that one, I was like, wow, this kid's special. It uh... – to me, as I processed the game yesterday, Jake, and, and into this morning, and so Saturday in a Sunday morning, that was my biggest, like, oh, my God, I can't believe a quarterback in his first start in the playoffs did that second year. Um, and I can't believe a, a wide receiver like Jamar Chase had that those type of playoff numbers. Like, I get it. You expect them to play well, and we felt good about the matchup. But you just think back to all the playoff games where, and I kind of mentioned this on Saturday night, but going forward, I, I just think it's a, a huge takeaway. The, the fact that your big-time players played so damn big in the big moments. You mentioned Evan McPherson earlier. He's in that too. It's just wild to me because they're all young. 
It's not like they're they have a 35 year old quarterback and they signed a 31 year old receiver and they've been there done that. It's a 25 year old second year, a 21 year old rookie. And I get it. The Raiders should have doubled him and clouded him and did other stuff to him, but he still had the win and he won and he made plays. And and they're they're both unfazed. Burrow's like, yeah, we won. I'm excited. He's a little bit more excited than that tone of voice, right? But he's ready to go. Jamar Chase, yeah. same thing. You know, he's like, I don't think I, you know, very confident. It's it's J- Jamar said it was a sloppy. Yeah, he said it was a sloppy win, basically, after the game. <laughs> and he kind of said, you know, he, he he was asked, did they do something different? He's like, no, he just didn't take advantage of it the first time. Like, he he knows what he can do, and, and it's very clear what he can do. And when you have Joe Burrow playing the way that he's playing, especially with, with you know, decent protection and his improved ability to maneuver the pocket, all pressure is not created equal. Joe Burrow last night, according to PFF, was pressured on 36% of his dropbacks, which is a little bit higher than his season average, but it didn't really feel like it because they weren't rushers coming up the middle. It was that he got sacked a couple times, you know, but a lot of it was pressure that he was able to sidestep and, and get out of the pocket. And that's something that Burrow has gotten better at as the years gone on. And it also speaks to the kind of pressure that the Bengals were giving up. Now, along with that, he was really good in those pressure situations, didn't put the ball in danger at all. We, we talked about this. He, he has zero turnover worthy throws, according to PFF, I think in the last four or five weeks at this point, he's playing some of the best football in football at, at the quarterback position. And that continued into the playoffs in a plot in a, in a spot where we haven't seen it from a Bengals quarterback since Ken Anderson, unless you count one play in 2005, like it's been a long time since the Bengals got quality quarterback play in the playoffs. And Burrow was even better than his stat line. He, he, he suffered four drops, according to PFF, last night. He had an adjusted completion percentage, of which, which takes out throwaways, drops, etc. On, on passes targeted to the intermediate part of the field, the 10 to 19-yard part of the field, 89%, where he's been lethal. And he finished 9 of 6 there, could have been 8 of 9 if not for what PFF charted as two drops. Would have been eight of nine. He finished six of nine in that part of the field for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Overall, another blue grade from PFF. It's another elite game, 89.7 overall, and just continues to play at an elite level. And seeing that carry into the playoffs, it was expected, but that's what's different about Joe mm-hmm. Burrow and this team, is that these guys love the big moment, and unlike previous iterations, they don't have that connection to the past, to the Marvin Lewis era, to before that. And it showed in a big way, and they didn't shy down. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. They played up to the moment. It wasn't too big for them like it was for Andy at times and AJ at times. Um, I, For example, AJ Green, his sec- their second year together, they're in Houston, and Jay Gruden's idiot self said, hey, we're going to target Jermaine Gresham a ton. And A.J. Green didn't have a target in the first half. I think Jamar would be okay with that if other guys were eating. But if he just wasn't getting targeted to not be targeted, it would be like, wait, what are you doing? And so uh, there is that. But he he says it without being a distraction like Chad was. So it's it's a nice uh, – and I love Chad, by the way. People don't act like I'm ripping Chad. He was a distraction at times. But 
I, I think it's a, a nice medium. And then Joe Burrow is just different, right? He's just a, a different cat, cool, calm, collected. And uh, man, if you want to wager on this team to uh, continue to make a run, maybe you think they're going to win the AFC. Well, you can do it at betonline.ag. It's a one-stop shop for all of your betting needs. So whether you think it's going to be Joe Burrow versus maybe Tom Brady as the Buccaneers advanced on Sunday in the Super Bowl, maybe you think, who knows? It, it, what, Marvin Lewis? Maybe he'll get another head coaching job. You can wager on these future head coaching jobs. There are odds on that. There are odds, uh, prop bets uh, on each and every, like from Jamar Chase to Joe Burrow, you can wager the over-under on how many yards Burrow's going to throw at betonline.ag. So you can do a ton of different things uh, during the playoffs. It is uh, it's wild to think about all the different possibilities, and you can do it right now by going to betonline.ag. And when you do, and you make that first deposit, use promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Use promo code Locked On. You get that 50% welcome bonus. It's free money that you could turn into more money, and then more money. And who knows? Maybe you'll have enough to uh, go to the Super Bowl and watch the Bengals, or maybe you'll just make a ton of money by betting on them to make it that far. And it's not just the Bengals, of course. Make all of your bets. At betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. James, we're going to talk about Zach Taylor and the way this team has come around for him and, and really united yeah. behind him. The, the real general team focus of all the guys in the Bengals locker room. And, and the point you were making there before you we went to break stands out with Joe Burrow embodying this to some extent, too. It's never throw a guy the ball to throw a guy the ball, it's you're going to try to call plays and Joe Burrow's good enough that, you know, Zach Taylor talked about the CJ Uzama scene ball today, which he called Joe Burrow's best play of the game. And it was a fantastic throw. And it was not a play call that they were necessarily preparing for. When they called that play, it wasn't the look that they were expecting to get from the Raiders defense. Joe Burrow identified what it was instead because he's seen it and he's experienced enough and high level enough to realize what those differences are. And he hit the ball to Uzama instead of necessarily what the play was designed for the defense. that was designed to beat that he knew what the alternative was if he got a different look and he was able to diagnose it. And it, it speaks to, you know, the unselfishness I think of this team and just trying to make plays, trying to win football games and, Zach Taylor, I think, embodies that to some degree as well. James, I think that he's really cultivated a, a pretty special environment in the locker room. If you were to list Zach Taylor's strengths, it would be pretty hard for, for me, for, for you to argue with something other than bringing these guys together and cultivating this fantastic environment where the players in this team really care about each other. They care about winning football games and there's a certain wholesomeness to it that I don't think is very common. I don't think what Zach Taylor did going out to area bars, and, and now you can talk about your Mount Lookout Tavern stories, is, is a common thing, especially at the professional sports level, and I think that that's special. Zach Taylor said he's driven by there every every day, essentially, for three years since he moved here, and he's thought about that. Not necessarily going to that bar, I don't think. I don't think he necessarily envisioned that, but finding a way to get game balls to fans – when they were good again. And I totally buy it and believe him. And while I think that there are things he needs to work on and fix, and he's certainly not a perfect head coach or anything like that, I think you are seeing his vision come to fruition, at least some. And and it's, it's really encouraging uh, to see that. And I love that 
part of his vision is the, okay, I'm going to go to this bar. Right. And he was there for just five minutes. I had someone DM me about, he was there for five minutes. No one was really around him. He got up on stage. I'm not really worried about it in the COVID era. You know, I was around 200 people at Holy Grail, right. Or more. And so, you know, it's, he, he was not doing what I was doing where he's seven, you know, taking pictures and talking to people and everything like that. And no, I don't get near Zach Taylor for those worried about that or any of the players. That being said, I think it is a really cool thing. And I love that all the, you know, videos came out. He said his sons were in the car in a couple of his friends from high school. So how cool is that? They're like, all right, wait here. I'm going to go into this bar real quick and, uh, and come out. So no, it's, uh, it's really cool. It's really, he's such a personable guy. And he's easy to root for that way. Like, I think Joe Burrow's easy to root for because he's cool. Like, he's just a cool dude. He's cool on the field. He's cool off the field. Jamar Chase, right? He's better at dance. And then all the fans out there, they're like, man, he's such an awesome. Those guys are easy to root for because of that, because they're cool and they're fun. Well, I think Zach Taylor's just a really, really, and they're likable too, but he's just a really likable guy. And it makes him easy to root for. And you hope he can succeed and continue to take steps forward because he wasn't perfect. And he admitted it wasn't perfect on Saturday night. And, uh, it, you know, if he can take those steps forward and still be this wholesome, nice guy, how how, uh, how fun would that be for the Bengals and really for the NFL world? Yeah, when you have a leader who is also the way Zach Taylor is, you can see some of it in McVay. There, there's some similarities there, right? And I, I think that the the thing that is really special to me about Taylor is – he, he seems more honest than a lot of coaches. He, he put himself on the spot both after the game yesterday and on Sunday in his press conference about the red zone and not putting his players in a, in a optimal position in the red zone about, you know, not finding his rhythm in red, in red zone calling and play calling. And, and he, he didn't get into specifics. He talked about, you know, getting some looks at, he didn't really have a great answer to off the top. And you could see that where the Bengals, you know, a couple times in the red zone, Joe Burrow's creating outside of structure. They had one perfect call in the first quarter, that little comeback to CJ Uzama. That is a great throw, great timing anticipation from Burrow on that throw. But the, the touchdown to Boyd is uh, an, an insane play from Joe Burrow off script, getting out and throwing the balls. He jumps over the boundary line and Instead, you know, what we could be talking about is, is I, I think that there's some room for criticism here and, and we're a day away now. So we're looking for areas for improvement, right? And it's either fix the run game. You know, your run game was putrid against the Raiders for the most part, or, you know, I, I'm cool. I'm still cool with first down runs, but the, the second down runs, I, I think were too plentiful. And there were times where it's okay but once you get into the red zone, and and I think they did this a number of times. So they had a second and goal from the 10 on their first drive. And they give it to Joe Mixon for three yards. I know you can still score touchdowns and get big plays in the running game in that spot. But on second and goal from the 10, you're more likely, the way your run game, and this is early in the game, so you don't know it yet. But if your run game isn't going great, you're setting yourself up to only have one shot at the red zone from there instead of taking a shot on second. Yes. One shot at the end zone instead of taking a shot on second and goal and third and goal. The next red zone drive on a second and five, Joe Mixon gets it, gets it again. And and I get it here on second and five, a little bit different. Maybe you think you can get 
four or five yards, try to get a first down because it's not and goal, but it's a two yard game. And now you, you again, you have one shot at the red zone. They get a false start. They don't they don't hit that shot at the end zone. I think Joe Burrow's flushed and has to throw it away and they kick a field goal. The next time down there, second and goal from the six. And it's a six. So again, a little bit different, but mixing up the middle for two yards. And at this point, you know, your run game isn't working very well. Mm -hmm. You get one more shot at the end zone. Joe Burrow takes a sack. Again, the the last red zone trip, you get a second and five at the 11. It's like that second trip down there. You can get a first down a second and five again. Joe Mixon toss play one yard. Third down, this is the play Joe Burrow bails him out, makes a fantastic play going out of bounds to hit Tyler Boyd for a touchdown. So you have a couple gotcha. where where Joe Burrow can can hit the throw and, and get you out of trouble. But you have a couple where maybe if you had two shots at the end zone instead of one, and I know running plays are technically a shot at the end zone, you're doubling your chances of scoring, especially on that that second and goal from the 10. That that's the one that really stands out to me. But uh the other thing is, you know, I think the way you're throwing the ball, you you chewed up seven and a half minutes to get a field goal throwing the ball. And then you just run the ball on your last drive of the game and you could end the game on offense. Those are things where, again, I would like to see the ball in Joe Burrow's hands a little bit more. But um, these are things that I think Taylor and this coaching staff are aware of and they they have done differently and will need to do differently going forward. The one that they the, the one that makes me the most mad is the one they get the ball with 329 left throw the damn ball, get two first downs. Cause if you're throwing, you might need to get two first downs and not one. Doesn't matter. Just do it. I don't want to have to rely on Jermaine Pratt or put, cause you know, Trey Hendrickson's injured. You know, your defensive uh, interior is banged up. You're not getting pressure End the game. And you know, that was the part. And, and I get it with the red zone ones, especially since you walked me through them. I agree with that too, especially with the way Burrow's playing, but Fine. You've made it here. The Raiders have hung around, hung around, hung around. It's 26-19. There's 3.29 to go. I think they had one, maybe two timeouts left. I understand if you're going to run it once, but they ran it once to Mixon for, I think, no gain. Maybe it was a, a loss. And then it was Jamar Chase, a run, and they were at third and 11. And yeah, they did this you know, timeout back and forth stuff, two minutes to go. And, and it was like, okay, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a timeout here and see the look and all that stuff. And then they get it to CJ Uzama. No, because it, it, if it's third and five, you feel good about that, putting the ball in Joe's hands. Third and 11, it's just really tough, especially with those edge rushers. So that was the one that really got me. So, no, I, I agree with you. And I think, and this is weird with the playoff game, and it's really weird saying, it, it feels like, and, I, and maybe he was, again, he should have thrown it anyway but maybe trying to protect Joe a little bit against those guys. I will say this. I don't care who they play in the divisional round. I don't care if it's the bills in Buffalo. I don't care if it's the Titans in Tennessee and Nashville, they're going to have to throw it a ton. They're going to have to put up 30 plus. It's the magic number. Always. I'm telling you because Derrick Henry's coming and I get it. They're off or their defensive line. You know, defense has been good against the run. Well, their defensive line's banged up now and they might not be able to pressure Ryan Tannehill. So Joe Burrow, they're going to have to ride him now. This is going to have to be one of those special quarterback seasons if they're going to make this run. And uh, so that means, guess what? Crucial downs, big plays, critical moments of the game. It starts with number nine. It ends with number nine. And uh, if they do that, I think they have a shot. If they don't do that, because I don't think they're going to figure out the, the run game, by the way. The interior off, the offensive line, they are what they are. 
I don't think Joe Mixon's going to suddenly average six yards a carry next week. It's just unrealistic to me. Hopefully he gets to four and it's competent. But if if they don't, even if they do, starts and ends with number nine, like I said. Yeah, and, and when you have a quarterback playing at the level he's at, I, yeah. I think that makes all the sense in the world. It, it's, uh, yeah, there, there's just so much to say about early down pass rate. Like, don't throw, you, you know, we've talked about this all the time. We'll talk about it in the offseason. You don't, you don't have to throw the ball only when they know you're throwing the ball. You know, you can do it in early mm-hmm. downs. Keep the defense in suspense a little bit. And uh, I think it's something, it's an area for improvement. You know, they, they trusted the defense. The defense got the job done. The job gets harder, especially with the injuries. And so, you know, it's, it's not to be overly critical. And I appreciate the way Zach Taylor has grown this year. I truly do. And, and I think that it has gotten better. But um, they're, they're, you got Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you have Joe Burrow. And you've seen the way he plays. And he has been nearly flawless for seven weeks now. And that's your guy. And so I, I suggest humbly that uh, the Bengals continue to use him. Yep. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We'll have some film to rewatch and we'll have a playoff opponent in the divisional round to look forward to. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one.